This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right. Welcome back to another edition of the Taylor Swift Podcast. I mean, <laughs> Off the Break Podcast featuring Taylor Swift news. No, no, that's true because we're all Taylor Swift fans here. Isn't that all, right, Cody? All of us are. She is the best. I... I'm a newfound Swifty. Actually, actually, I've always been a Taylor Swift fan. I just like the deep catalog of her movie-themed songs. <laughs> Those are the that's From the only thing. Fifty that's Shades really of Grey and Hunger Games. Those Which, the peak of cinema, naturally. Yeah. So I mean, I know where my loyalties lie <laughs> with Taylor. Her movie soundtracks. So we're this this abrupt change of. <laughs> change of pace from cody no she of course it's gonna make a hundred million dollars she's amazing once you realized hillary she, swank and her movie <laughs> might not be coming out the same weekend nope. universal pictures is scared of taylor swift yeah no it, it has nothing to do with all the distributors moving off that weekend it was always that there is a natural you know relationship between taylor and movie theaters that has always mm-hmm. been there she's always been a proponent of it like i said my favorite songs are the movie theme songs and you know she's just always been a pioneer in that way so it has nothing to do with oh. the fans it, of it, taylor swift that bombarded our instagram page it, it has nothing to do <laughs> with my amazing media manager character assassinating me on our own social media channel character assassinating you no, if you no. think this is the first time i've done this then <laughs> if you think this you is... are sorely mistaken Char- character assassination yeah. by using your exact words not out of context <laughs> totally out of context <laughs> not what i was saying just 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 a little tease so that way people can go to the full episode just, that's all that my job's supposed to be I'm and i i think cut. i exi- ex- um i think i i had it really work out in our favor <laughs> i'm just hurt kyle would do this to me i mean i thought he was part of our family again so like, so in case of we're people always are trying clueless. to get him to come be part of the family and this was just <laughs> like such a stab in the back uh, like, just like family would um, <laughs> yeah. in case of people aren't aware we have an instagram page for off the break podcast if you haven't followed us there you can check us out and you can also check out the recent clip that we have put up of our last episode talking about taylor swift and having Cody not be totally sure about the potential of $100 million made on opening weekend for this concert right. movie. And the bombardment of Taylor Swift fans really giving her a piece of their mind and their honest opinions about that That's idea. That's why I had to come in incognito today. Friendship bracelet right to the nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Around the neck, pull yeah. tight. Yeah. We still have notifications from that video. <laughs> <laughs> i had to have one of my clients i'm like i don't want to see these things will you just please tell me like is I it a lot i strongly advise you not to <laughs> she went and looked and she's like oh my gosh at the time it was like there's 67 comments i'm like we don't even get like two for lucky yeah this is by the sad. way if you're following comment mm-hmm. yeah comment and like it and be nice <laughs> don't, don't go to, support me she's a jerk too <laughs> no this is not gonna get it you're my booker and <laughs> i think you're wrong <laughs> I know it's and it's so funny because a lot of people commenting it's not like they've ever had a concert movie before they've never seen one 
And well, they also aren't in our industry either, yeah. of, you know, film buying and of the movie theater industry. They're just Taylor Swift fans. And when they're scrolling through their feeds and they come across right. that. Hashtag Taylor Swift was maybe not the most appropriate one to I use. I think it was the I think most it was appropriate. The, no. I'm going to do that for all of our clips, yeah. now, even yeah. if they're not related to Taylor Swift. New Fast and the Furious movie announced. New bad Taylor Swift's Hasht- not in Hashtag it. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I came no, in no Tay Tay for real reels. <laughs> in case... Kyle should ever put up something else. I I always scatter around. There's always you that gets a you always you that gets to be the butt of the joke. Then Ken, then me. Yeah, and it's and a fair balance. If you're listening to this, you know I'm Cody, your boss, right? Like you know that and, and any pay raises are based on performance. Right? I don't know. Ken is also my boss, and I think he might make a good point for me about getting a pay raise. So. <laughs> Who is Ken's boss? You are. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't look to him <laughs> in this situation. Ken, help me out here. <laughs> Kyle, run. <laughs> no, if you're listening to this, Cody is dressed like Leonardo DiCaprio after breaking up with another 22 year old. <laughs> yeah. Low baseball hat. If I could have heavy a heavy duty sunglasses. I would. <laughs> yeah. This would complete the ensemble. Oh, well, let's get into this week. Let's stop uh, dwelling on the past. We're moving forward. I, if it was just in the past and not continuing to haunt me, yeah, I would. It's still going. Oh, we're going to talk about the the presales and things here in a minute. That are okay. all industry news that you were trying to hide from me like we don't work in the same office in the same <laughs> industry like it came across i heard you on a phone call and you're like oh i should not have said that out loud in front of ken <laughs> okay i just don't want to hear the gloating it's not that i'm trying to hide from you i just don't want to hear the gloating well that's why we have the podcast yes that's <laughs> no, why we have this yeah but we've got uh, release date updates this week sponsored by sony pictures because they love to do this and they've done it again folks oh Always. Um, so last that we heard, Dumb Money is having a platform release strategy, and they were going to start the 15th of September and then work their way up to a wide release on October 6th. Well, now it's looking like the, they're removing the October 6th date completely, and the wide release is going to be a, the weekend before. It's a yeah. platform, but instead of three plat- or four platforms, there's going to be three. Which gotcha. is the normal platforming <laughs> way that everybody else does it. Yep. So you described that much better than I did. Um, and then after so, that, so the new date is nine twenty nine. Yes, for everybody, the new wide date for dumb money is nine twenty nine. Yes, the the wide date for this movie that they just don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I don't understand. Like it feels like Sony doesn't know. They they always second guess themselves yeah. on everything unless it's Spider Man, yeah. and then that's when it's being released but then when they have a new one upcoming they're like uh put it in 24 no take it off the release schedule <laughs> yeah put it back in 24 put it in, in 25. 25 late 24 yes <laughs> and then the title changes <laughs> just waiting for dumb money based on the true story to happen hasn't like, happened yet but... but we only have like seven days for them to change the title and i wouldn't bet against them right <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Lionsgate also decided that they're going to remove Ordinary Angels from the October 13th date, but there is no new one yet. There Are they still no deciding? Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the Taylor bomb dropped, they were like, don't sell any advanced tickets. And then you're like, okay, so this is moving because why wouldn't we sell advanced tickets for something that's only like a month out? Yeah. And then, uh, and then they put on their Facebook page of all places, 
haha, we're going to move it, but we don't know when yet. Mm-hmm. And that was like a week ago, and they still don't have a date. No, they just absolutely white-birded this movie. They did. They, they, Lionsgate loves to take a movie off the release calendar and then just not, let it sit in purgatory. Yeah, we'll not never do tell. anything with it ever yeah, again. It's like a big secret. <laughs> so that's what they're doing with this one. They, they are like, it might be this year, it might be next year. I can't confirm or deny any of the, <laughs> any yeah. of the stuff you're hearing. I'm like, I'm not hearing anything. That's the point. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Yeah, <laughs> it's your movie. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Okay. <laughs> you want me to tell you when we're gonna put it? Well, we're not gonna put it on Thanksgiving where we have six other movies, right? And we're not gonna put it on Christmas where we have Aquaman and Wonka. Yeah. So you know. January so I guess it is going to be next year. So or probably, it will be, or it will be October thirteenth. Let's just put you head to head against. I wonder if they Taylor jumped the Swift. gun a little bit, and now they're like, "How do we backtrack this coming off the release schedule?" Yeah, because tickets are supposed to go on sale this week yep. for it. So well, not anymore. No mas. Um, but yeah, luckily, just only those two. But you know, we always like to bring this segment back. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, not really, but release just date, for the jokes, well, at least. Release date changes, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> we will have more. Yeah, because as this writer strike and actor strike continues, <sighs> I, you know, there could still be a lot more movement. Doesn't seem like that's abating anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think they just, I mean, the solution to this is obvious after the UPS thing went through. Yeah. Just give everybody brown trucks and brown shorts and everyone will be happy. Right. You know, Vin Diesel run around in his UPS truck. The happiest yeah. man in the world. Uniform. He probably would be. <laughs> He'd probably think he was in a movie anyway. Jump, yeah. Jumping it over shit. Jumping over a fence. Trying to like packages out the door. Yeah. yeah. Blowing up, like pulling the pin on a package and yeah. throwing it. <laughs> Boom. So uh, should we move on and talk yeah. about Taylor Swift once again? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Because yes. this isn't going to die anytime soon. No this, no. Is, this is the thing until it happens. Yeah. Uh, well, we just noticed that this past week after we recorded that there's been a lot of uh, media outlets talking about Taylor Swift and how she's jumping over the studios to self-distribute the movie alongside AMC. And we just figured that we should uh, let the independents know that while that is the case, there mm-hmm. is a distributor for uh, Taylor Swift's movie with Variants. Yes, Variants. That's the distributor. So it was a little misleading in the media and I mean all media because I even saw it on people.com you know because I like my garbage the most trustworthy of sources celebrity gossip but they're like exclusively at AMC the most generic people yeah (laughs) and it's just things.com things.com stuff.org places.com so there's just this perception that taylor swift's concert movie is going to be exclusively at amc and it's not that amc went out and contracted with variants to be able to book it at independent theaters and i don't know it's rivals regal and and cinemark so everybody's getting this movie and everybody has access to it so we always want to make that really clear. If you haven't booked it and you have a few extra screens, we highly recommend you contact your booker or reach out to variants. Yeah, it's a little frustrating, at least for me, because not only is it probably confusing towards independents who might not know that ahead of mm-hmm. time, but it's also not true towards the demographics that want to go out and see this. Right. So if they live in a small town, for instance, that doesn't have an AMC theater, they're probably, you know, frustrated because odds were or whether they've seen the concert or not already, they probably want to go see it really badly. And 
they probably don't know yet that it's at like their local theater or at a different chain. Right. No, I think, I mean, it's good on AMC. They were able to create the perception that they had exclusive. They yeah, did. True. They had, they got exclusive distribution rights, which they then turned around and contracted out with variants mm-hmm. for. So there's, but they were, they had all the information. They did the insider trading. They had the tickets yep. ready to go. When it got announced, the tickets went up for sale. Right. So I mean, they had the inside track on I mean, I everybody. Don't, I don't blame them for which that. Which they should have had right. as the exclusive Perfectly fine. owner of the content. Media should have done a better job, no, though, reporting on what, what this actually was. Because Taylor even, when she made her announcement on her social media, she said all theaters. She didn't say AMC. So well, that's good on her part. Yeah. So I think um, that that's unfortunate. But... Now we know that it's mm. everybody, and then you go she, through variants. No, AMC, uh, CNN, Fox News did and nailed yeah, it. Yeah, and nailed it. <laughs> Good for them. Um, I also did see within these outlets that, by the sounds of what they've heard from, the studios are very upset. The major studios are upset that she didn't come to them or didn't agree to whatever terms that they initially um, presented her with in oh. terms of getting this released and. You know, I I think it's cool seeing her self-distribute, kind of, sort of. But I can imagine that the studios are very annoyed about this for obvious reasons. But I, I just I just pose the question onto you guys if they're worried that this could start a trend of maybe other artists or even other movies or producers trying to do the same thing in the future. Oh, they're absolutely freaked out by this. Right. And they should be. I think there is always part of this. a mm-hmm. perception because of like the paramount decrees where studios couldn't own theaters. Um, I think it was that theaters couldn't distribute directly and make, you know, distribution deals directly, but we have since gotten rid of that. And, you know, and so it's a like kind of a new frontier in that regard. So on the one hand, I do think studios are worried that they are going to get bypassed in their traditional studio, you know, uh, process of distribution on the other hand i do think theaters aren't equipped or set up for these distribution things and i don't think that theaters like a chain like amc can make one off these one-off distribution deals and not open it up to everybody else i think that's um non-competitive and i and i do think you would have problems with that so i think amc did the right thing by by creating an exclusive deal, but then going out with another smaller distributor, which I love that they picked a smaller distributor that's really easy to work with. And they they went out and contracted with them so that everybody had a shot at it. Mm. And, all, and all the other theaters had a shot at it. The only issue I can kind of see that you would have to watch if this is going to be a new model moving forward is that a... a major chain like amc doesn't make a deal a sweetheart deal from themselves and then make a different deal through the other distributor for everybody else i want to you know you you're hoping that what amc is doing with their with their stuff and their payment is this is so, really what should so be everybody else of you i know amc is not paying a dime on i this. know they've already I, paid <laughs> they're yeah. not paying film rental on this they already bought the content yeah right yeah i just meant like some yeah, of the for, deal, for other no if an opportunity this, like this came up again this what was could be the different? film company saying we will give you x percentage of ticket sales to taylor swift mm-hmm. and amc came in here's a check 
I don't think it was just that AMC came in. Here's and, a check, and you get a percentage of all of these other tickets AMC we're going to sell. I think AMC came in and said, "You can do. You can pick your date. Mm-hmm. You can pick your ticket price, and we can facilitate all the ticketing for you." Because yeah, I think that ticketing is a really important component of that. Like with her whole fiasco with Ticketmaster, with her not being able to control any of that, or you know, have any blowback from poor ticketing goes back on her. I do think that that was a big component that the major studios can't, they just can't offer. Also, they have their release schedule set and their marketing machine set and everything set for whatever their 2023 release schedule was for that year. I don't, they're such a big machine. I don't think that, that you could just drop an event like a Taylor Swift thing and say, I want it. I want to pick my date and I need you to execute right away. I think Correct. A lot of other stu- the studios were like, hey, can we maybe do this next year or in six months? And and that would have lost all of the, I don't know, the energy and the enthusiasm the for it. The hype around it, So yeah. I do think it was super smart on Taylor's part to go with a theater that could say, I have space. Let's do it now. Because yeah, theaters we have are a fle- window. Yeah, we theaters have the are super flexible with that. Well, the film companies are built around being reactionary. Yes, not being you know not uh, being being reactive not being proactive flow being proactive on these things yeah and so when we see we have something like um i always go back to like um when we've had like major events in the industry obviously there was the closures but i'm thinking of like the interview when that got when When north korea is like korea or when um you know i the, the flash they didn't know what to do with because the Ezra Miller thing they couldn't right. promote it properly like those things are very reactionary mm-hmm. as opposed to finding way to go out and put Ezra Miller in a like doing good deeds in a pet shelter heavily right. medicated mm-hmm. like trying to find a way to fix it <laughs> as opposed to just being like no we're just going to ignore this mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to try to wait until the last minute to do this or we're just going to pull it off the schedule right. like which they love to do yeah Lionsgate <laughs> 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 they love to just take it, take it, and like we'll kick this can down the road. Haha, <laughs> we didn't have a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they haven't had one. I mean, they had three on the schedule upcoming. They yeah. haven't had one since April. Yeah, like what is Lionsgate? Like we have to have movies. You're, well, if you're they want to be, a, yeah. uh, they, you if make they them. be considered a major, which for a long time they did, they have to have movies. Otherwise, they're just another independent. I mean, you you have to have. 12 releases a year to be considered a major in in our minds yeah like to be considered a major player in the film industry we have 12 wide releases a year one a month and not not exactly one a month but 12 throughout the year i would say i would say six to 12 would be a good number yeah and it's it's just crazy to see that they're like no we've got one out of six and we're going to take it off the schedule No, as far as kyle maybe your question about is this a new model that is being developed I think it shows that there's an opportunity for a new model. Right. Can this be replicated again and again and again? I think it takes somebody of Taylor Swift's stature and media um, prevalence to Mm. pull something like this off. I don't know if there's that many. Remember, we have had a lot of, just speaking of concert movies, we've had a lot. We've had Jonas Brothers. We've had Katy Perry. We've had Justin Bieber. BTS, who apparently is a massive globally. So One Direction as well, right? I think One Direction as well. I've had one, yeah. And so th- 
one direction, two directions, all the directions. Yeah. So we've had yeah, however the, many there are, they all had one. <laughs> these things come up now. Now it makes me wonder. You know, those went through very traditional distribution channels. I wonder if they had done the Taylor route and gone to the theaters directly, if they wouldn't have been bigger than they were. And maybe that lent itself a little bit to my hesitation on Taylor making a hundred million dollars. Cause I had been through booking these things before and I just know that they are okay. Mm-hmm. They do well on the coast and in big urban centers and they, that, that the success isn't spread out evenly, but maybe by enabling the theaters to make more of those decisions, this will have a better outcome. Maybe, maybe this will have a better. For outcome. sure, it will have a better outcome. <laughs> what were the what were the pre sales? What were the pre sales for AMC alone for Taylor Swift as of like Monday? What was the number? I think it was like twenty four million. Twenty four million dollars for one theater. No, chain. that was just in the first twenty four hours. It was the first twenty four hours. It was actually yeah. thirty five million there if you it include is. it, or thirty seven if you included all of the theater all of the theaters in the first twenty four hours. I was waiting until she was done. The first twenty four hours was. Over $35 million. Yeah. Which makes it the biggest pre-sale of this month, this year. Oh, no, all time. All time. The biggest the biggest 24-hour pre-sales of all time. I know it's at least on pace with, like, Endgame and No Way Home, but I, I, Kent's probably right that it's, it's not an all-timer. It's close, Cody. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> saying it's not going to make $100 million. I'm not saying that at all. You're I not was saying just, that right now? I'm just speaking to the merits of the model. That I mostly, my point was, had the other concerts that didn't do what Taylor Swift is going to do, could they have been helped by having gone to the studios directly or to the theaters directly and not going through any studio or, or mini distributor? Okay. Don't be swift to jump down my throat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You were a Taylor hater last week, and now Terrible. you're on board. A Taylor hater? That's pretty. Hey, we that's all pretty bold. It w- uh, yeah, listen to last week's podcast. I was not a Taylor <laughs> hater. Lies. She, her music's just not her thing. That's fine. Yeah. I, Some things in, aren't her thing. Except yeah. for songs and R-rated movies with a bunch of nudity. Yes, <laughs> except in the context of movies, then they she is brilliant. Didn't uh, she have? Do you think I should clip that one out? Didn't she have sure. like four songs in the Sing movies? Probably. <laughs> yeah. She I didn't sing them. Did she voice? I, who cares? <laughs> the actors sing them. Hey, hey, Kyle, it sounds like you're you're going over to the dark side here. Who cares if she sang them or not? <laughs> we care. Right here on this podcast, we care about Taylor. Good, good, good job bringing me back to the light, Ken. Me care about Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. bring me with you. My very good grammars. <laughs> me cares a lot. Uh, good. There's always good grammar on this show, right? Yeah, We're very clean. I'm sure that you will be comforted by her music as you sleep on the couch tonight. I'm going to be comforted by 100 million dollars in ticket sales the first weekend. <laughs> I'm going to sleep on my bed of correctness, <laughs> which also looks like a couch. Yes. So, so we'll keep sticking with Taylor Swift throughout this episode, but we do want to talk about how, uh, when it comes to marketing and advertising, that independents could probably get. Uh, creative with some ideas in terms of getting the momentum um because right. it is a four-week minimum and normally yep. the only thing we've ever committed four weeks to has been a star wars movie so an avatar an avatar, <laughs> an avatar. i forgot about avatar that this feels like alien star wars <laughs> <laughs> alien star wars all right so like what do we do gully. What, <laughs> I like fern gully what do we do to uh. keep 
to keep Taylor momentum going for four weekends. Because it's four weekends. How do we, how, what do we do? What can theaters do? Because there'll be so much excitement for the first one. You're going to get the diehard Swifties out for the first one. That might spill over to the second weekend, hopefully. Cross your fingers. So, but what do we do for weekends three and four? What are some ideas? You're spitballing to us? Yes. What are they? Boys? Well, T-Swift uh, fans? Some things that we came up with um, before heading into this recording is that there could be things such as like lady night promotions. Um, if you are a theater that... Uh, supplies alcohol maybe you could do some sort of specials or deals or maybe specialty drinks signature that could, cocktails signature cocktails Romeo and Juliet combos mm-hmm. you've got Taylor Swift look-alike contest Taylor Swift do not look alike contest the person <laughs> we, who looks the least like Taylor Swift coming in we thought maybe um come in a costume from her one of the favorite albums or yeah you know one of her eras or a signature look of hers yep I'm, I'm sure that's the thing I like many concerts um maybe possibly doing double features uh cody you can probably right. speak like more i was thinking that. maybe pick because because you don't have to play all your show times for uh the concert why don't you pair it you know re- really creative with pairing it with something and creating that barbenheimer effect where it's opposites attract and you're trying to pawn one of these other movies on this amazing movie that's going to be the biggest release in the history of October. Kyle thought it should be Valentine's Day. It could I, be Taylor's when, movie. When you pitched me double feature, I was under the assumption that it's like, oh, a Taylor Swift movie. Like, well, and then I only thought of Valentine's Day in the Lorax. So <laughs> he did. He came up with the Lorax out of nowhere. I'm sure that she's been in other movies. Those Taylor, are the only two I could think of welcome that. to the Taylorax double feature. Taylenheimer, Tarby. <laughs> Totally, <laughs> totally the same thing. A Tarby might be really fun. Yeah. Double yeah, feature. For it. Look at Ken. He's so you clever. Have a ting. <laughs> ting one, tarby. ting two. We'll push it. Kyle, make up some graphics for a Tarby double feature. But we can find a way to do yeah. that. Um, but I think... Texorcist. Oh, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, you know, obviously playing up maybe the friendship bracelets, doing maybe like a craft, make your own bracelets at the move, you know, before the movie and then do that so there, there's some interesting things you could do there obviously use the bracelets for for concession combos you know there mm-hmm. a lot has been said about them there's a lot of theaters using them as swag some theaters are charging for them we kind of felt that it should be something given freely and or as part of a combo as part of that way you get the upsell on the combo that they shouldn't be charged for because mm-hmm. they are supposed to be given out for free. Judge, judge, judge your market. Cody yeah. obviously didn't know our audience last week. So know your audience yeah, before you please. start <laughs> charging for, don't be like us. Yeah. Uh, but the friendship bracelets hey, are a big don't, deal. Don't be like Cody. Don't be like Cody. We knew what, what we were doing. But the friendship bracelets are a big deal, especially for this era's tour concert. Um, so especially lean into that, maybe set up a booth in your lobby that can have them make their own bracelets or do the combo thing when it comes to concessions mm-hmm. like Cody did, or see if you're, if there's like craft store in your community that you could do a possible partnership with, and they could be able to supply you with them ahead of time. Right. You could pass them out of the front doors. And then that way, as they do in the concert, um, fans just share and exchange French friendship <gasps> bracelets between each other. So that's, that's also part of the reason yeah. why you should probably lean into that aspect of it as well. They should have like groups out there, like Girl Scouts or different like f- 
4-H or any kind of like young young youth group oh, sure. make them and then they could have theme nights like these are the Girl Scout friendship bracelet nights and they could have different troop numbers and that would be really fun. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I think there's room for young girls, teenage girls, college girls. Yeah. <sighs> oh, sororities. Yeah. The sororities could no, do it and then they could have a sorority theme night. Like you could do, just think of, and it doesn't have to be just girl groups, but think of groups, youth groups, all the groups in your area that you could theme out a fun night for. Oh, that would be exciting. Just make sure you time a lot of, uh, you know, so for week two of Exorcist, week three of Expendables, make sure you have showtimes of those at exactly the same time Taylor Swift starts so I have somewhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be in this raucous audience, which is our, our next topic is how do you treat event cinema? Yeah, Kyle asked a really interesting question when we were prepping for the podcast today mm. about should you know should theaters put out guidelines for behavior for this concert right and so it's not like normal movie behavior you're not going in having your seat lights come down it's dark and you're quiet no cell phones and it's not that normal behavior this is but it is no cell phone still it is probably no cell phone still (laughs) probably well you don't want to i think cell phones i mean why would you you can't record. not recording the screen, but re- yeah. taking pictures. But people do that also at like Barbie, so like yeah. they could, <laughs> which is really dumb. Who cares? Okay, so but <laughs> anyway. the point is, a, it's an event, and so it's not your normal theatrical experience. So how do you like make the theatrical experience enhance the content you're playing? So do you bring the house lights all the way down for this? Probably not. Maybe you bring it down to half so that people can get up, they can move around. Maybe you allow screaming. Maybe you have more. Allow screaming? Like, yeah. Allow. Loud allow projections. <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Prefer, preferably the blood curdling kind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, murdered. <laughs> like, what is Scream what, to your heart's which, desire. Which, which, which scream is that? Is that scream two where the, she gets murdered in the movie theater? Yes. I think it's two or yes. three. Where she gets murdered in the movie theater. Scream. Scream all you want. <laughs> Scream like you're being murdered. Even if you are being murdered. Anyways, like I want it <laughs> that Exorcist is playing alongside. Yeah. Kind of works. I just right? wanted theaters to think about it. In Exorcist, like, what the hell is happening over there? <laughs> Someone's being murdered next door. Like, they're kind of screaming a little to themselves, but they hear it in the wall yeah. <laughs> next yeah. door. But, but yeah, that that's kind of what we're bringing up. Like, so being making noise it's not right. a it's 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 an indoor theater yes it has these pretense of of quiet but this is not that event right this isn't you're not trying to get the subtext of a plot mm-hmm. exactly yeah. so it just it was just an idea so how do you how, how does the theater not only mirror the the experience inside the auditorium to what the content and the event is because this this is now a question for lots of different events that you could you know be having it's not we're we're speaking of it in the event of a concert film for taylor but this could also be any live streaming events any you know other type of something that is a special one-off so how do you mirror that experience to the to the event also what are the expectations that you want your audience to have as in terms of behavior so that everybody has a really good time. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
as a theater, you, an exhibitor, you have to, you know, set the guidelines and the expectations for behavior within your complex and, and in terms of this event. So I don't know, I don't know if you put posted guidelines, but maybe as part of the run-up to this event through your social media, through things, your email blasts, you talk about what your expectations are of this audience. And I think that'll be really important. Say it's, our expectation is that you are going to have a good time, that you'll be energized, that you can talk during this and scream to your heart's content if you want. You can have your cell phone out and take selfies, but do not, you know, record the screen. Like, you know, where where are the boundaries Mm -hmm. in this part? I would also say if you don't want to make it just, excuse me, a written graphic that you're posting on social media maybe see if there's any of your employees that want to get creative and like do their own recording of like the do's and don'ts of this concert event they could dress up as like taylor swift fans they could be able to post it to um your uh facebook instagram twitter maybe tiktok if any theaters do have tiktok and that way it kind of this might be a perfect way into like not the joke but just play into um the excitement but also the understanding Mm -hmm. of for, for the business perspective of what they expect out of the attendees. Right, right. I think that's brilliant, Kyle. This is a great way for theaters to, if they haven't thought about a TikTok, getting into the TikTok, use the Taylor Swift hashtag at your own peril. Oh, it works really well. Do that. <laughs> Air, very careful Kyle with hashtag, it. Taylor Swift hashtag. I'm using it for all of our videos Kyle is now. a 20-year-old man nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely smoked ah, it. I'm part of the youth. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling young again. <laughs> Yeah, so added ten years to my life, but <laughs> subtracted ten from Cody's. maybe work with <laughs> oh, you did maybe work with some managers and come up with different aspects of the experience that you want to address, and mm. then create a template so that when you add these things in these either fathom events, iconic events, independent distributor events, you can um, tailor them to what what you're doing, and then and then. You're nice not coming pun. out of it. Nice pun. Yeah. You, You're not coming out of it cold. That was a big smile when you did that. You're like, I nailed it. I did. I tailored it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good one. I approve as well. Guys. I approve this message. <laughs> no, it make your theater as Instagrammable, as TikTok worthy as necessary mm-hmm. during this time. This isn't about, this isn't the same audience that's going to throw uh, bananas at your screen. This isn't the same audience that's going to tear kitchen or tear bathroom sinks off the wall this is just an excited female-centric audience that's gonna approach your theater with a a lot of enthusiasm yeah but (laughs) probably too much but but i like the idea of instagrammable you're making this an experience and you Mm -hmm. want an experience that people can remember very positive and that they'll want to come back and do it again yeah i mean I don't. Maybe some of them haven't even like gone to their one movie a year already, which probably was Barbie. But you know, if they come back once and they enjoy it, then great, they'll be able to come back some more. Two movies a year with them. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, at the the very exciting ticket price of nineteen eighty nine. You know, if we see a hundred million dollar opener, that's five million people going to this movie opening weekend, which is a huge, massive number. Mm-hmm. If not a hundred million or more. Yeah. Yeah, at that case. And it could be more. Could be more than 100. Could be more. You never yeah. know. It's, so, it's definitely going to be more. <laughs> hey, hey, there it is. She's here. There you go. Uh, so I think as the weeks progress leading up to this release, we will be 
mentioning Taylor Swift more and more, but this episode, we figured we'd get ahead of time just to give our more of our thoughts about let, this event. Let and Cody give some get advice. out all of her excitement for this. Of course, because yeah. as, as you could see from she's, last week's episode, she's just thrilled for this major so occasion. Excited. She's feeling Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> as no, a true Swifty fan would. We have so much time to market this thing, to make it, it's already going to be big, but don't rest on your laurels and just think that it's going to promote it's, itself. Yeah. You need to promote the venue so much. You need to, True. Yeah. I mean, Taylor will do what she does and she'll promote the event. You need to pull them into your venue and make your venue the special place to see this. Give them a reason to come back. Yeah. And, and it's going to take lots of messaging. I think you, I think somebody needs to hear something like three and a half times before they internalize it. So get your messaging out get it repeated make it fun bring in the tiktoks get it out now get talk it up get tickets on sale make it look as exclusive as possible because it is especially that first show on friday is going to be real exclusive real fast if it Mm -hmm. hasn't sold out already yep absolutely good good luck everybody yeah use your hashtags at your own risk (laughs) uh so yeah i think that'll cap off this week's episode we Mm -hmm. should be back for uh next week for I think will be a really funny topic regarding Rotten Tomatoes. There's a little tease for that. <laughs> yes. Yes. How rotten are the Rotten Tomatoes? Pretty oh, rotten. Cody. Pretty rotten. You both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Have great go- uh, grosses. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.